0: to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. and I'm Colin Bradley. Hi Dad. Hello Steve.
1: How are you doing? I'm very well this week. I'm very happy that uh, the old lockdown seems to be easing off, which is nice. We're getting out about even more and we have been, good. and uh yeah, so very pleased. Everything's going in the right direction, I would say.
0: Good, good. Well, we hope everyone out there is staying safe and well, and that everyone is also, also okay in this lockdown um, period of time, wherever you are in the world. A lot of countries are easing it up, uh, ours included, um, fortunately, so we are able to get back to some kind of normality, mm. um, but we do hope that you're still all able to do lots of
1: artwork as well. Absolutely, absolutely. You've been busy? I have, and um, you'd be happy to know, or well, you do know, because I've sent it to you. I finished that um, marathon picture that I was doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: And when you looked at that, I'm sure you thought, oh, I can see what he was talking about. Um, but And it's come up very well. I'm very pleased with it.
0: There's a lot of detail in there. There's a lot of different a lot of detail. different mm-hmm. sections to it. I was, I was really impressed with... Um, how you could portion off that picture, and it, it in itself could be a little mini picture.
1: Mm. You could you could do that. Well, a lot of people have said that to, about my when I was doing watercolors. They used to say, "Do you know you've got lots of mini pictures in one picture?" And that's true. When you get a, a a big picture, you kind of think with lots of content in it. You think, "Oh, I'll I'll just sort of pass it this by." You know, I don't have to do quite as much work in this section and so on. But I don't do that. I look at each section of the picture and how can I make that look really good? You know, I was talking to you about last week about the, the brick wall and uh, and I kept looking at that. Now, some people, some artists would have probably just said, oh, no, that's all right. That, that looks okay. Uh, but I wouldn't settle for that. I thought, no, it, there's something missing there. So I had to find things and research it and find things that uh, I could put in. Same with the little characters. I mean, I could just put a little girl and and the mum, you know, the, with the pram. I mean, people don't know what I'm talking about, but the, there's one set of little cameo area there. And I could have just put a little girl in and the mum with the pram, but I wanted to have a conversation going between the the, the, the woman, the mum, and the child. Mm. So I invent a little scenario there. As to what's happened, the little girl is is asking mum a question and mum's answering her. Now, that might seem, what are you talking about, Colin? That's not possible. Ah, yes, it is possible. Because once you have it in your head, it transfers to the paper.
0: Mm.
1: So, and, and it's the same with the uh, the, the grocer, with the basket. And it, it, all of these little things add up in the end. And I do say that on the video. The more detail you can put in here, something like that, the more interesting it is to do it. First of all, and it's more interesting to see it. After all, that's what we used to see in the pictures of years and years ago, True. packed full of packed full of information. Constable, if you look at these pictures, you could put little, as I say, you could put little frames around each section of his picture. Yeah. And, and a picture in itself. It's something I like to do, and uh, I'd like to encourage others to do it if they can.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. Really good point. So, saying that, are you pleased that it's over?
1: I am. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am, but there's always a but You're with me. I wouldn't mind doing another one later on. I give it a bit of time because I, I, I do enjoy doing the. Uh, the intricate pictures you can get into them mm.
0: i can imagine yeah i can imagine you get a bit lost in it
1: mm. but i can balance it up like the one i'm doing at the moment is, is quite a quick one it's only a well it's taken me um three days It'd take me three days to do but actually i could have done it in a day so i'm spreading it a little bit and doing other things as well so mm. so this is a little quickie compared with that
0: good good excellent so we this week we've got a few questions uh, and some advice that we we're going to be giving out on colors for for pictures and um and various things various topics um for our members um only um so let's start with the first question um from marion marion says that she's got the 24 box of polychromos pastel sticks and she's asked if they—that that is a sufficient range to cover the classes in terms of what you do with the backgrounds and little highlights and things that you add in with the polychromos pastel sticks. Now, is the 24 range uh, a good starting range? Will that be enough for her for the moment?
1: Mm, I think so, yeah. Yep. I mean, I've got all the polychromos and other stick pastels as well, so I can choose... Um, so very often when they see me get my pencils out, they make the pastels out. They may not have exactly the same color. But when you're doing backgrounds, as long as you've got the primary colors, you know, red, blue, green, then you'll be able to do it. You may have to substitute, though, but mm. th- that's okay. I mean, that, that that would work. And the other thing you've got to remember, too, is you can also use the pencils. You don't yeah. have to use polychromas. Polychromas and pastel pencils work together. That's why we use them. So if you haven't got a a stick pastel that uh, I've suggested, grab one of your pencils and use that.
0: Yeah.
1: I do do that sometimes, Steve.
0: I remember in the early days when you were were just introducing the polychromo sticks, it was very – it was only a few colours. It wasn't many that you were introducing. It was only on the advanced projects that you would introduce it. And over the years, as as the site has developed and the students Mm. have – students capabilities have just increased and they've got better and better and better we've been able to add in more polychromos um, that's right that's work right. you know so it's um starting out yeah. as a good range
1: absolutely I, I think that certainly that would be enough to start with yeah mm.
0: okay so Marion, who as we said is one of our members has sent one of her, her pictures in uh, of the the cat the colorful cat uh, course that she's done and uh, as people may be aware as when you become a member you get to ask advice um from dad um not from myself because <laughs> i'm not qualified to give the advice but um marion sent a picture over and has asked a few questions about it so i thought we could maybe talk about that and if you're listening to this and you would like to see marion's picture then just uh, either go onto our website uh, you'll see in the uh, on the blog page Uh, I'll put a link as well in this description of this podcast. So you could just head over to our site and see Marion's picture. But if you're not able to see it, then hopefully you'll still be able to learn from what we're saying, because we're going to be talking about something very specific here. Now on Marion's picture of the cat, she's struggled a little bit with the whiskers and getting the whiskers in and zipping those, um, those white whiskers across the colors. And she also mentions in her email about the even some of the grass strokes um and she's doing her best to get these strokes in but the the colors the base colors are sort of preventing her from able to get these highlights in and especially whiskers going across a lot of color i know we've talked about whiskers a lot in the past but i feel like it can't hurt to go back over it again that's right um now there's two pictures Marion sent us one of her practicing the whiskers on a, a blank piece of paper uh well not a completely black piece of paper but on a picture that hasn't been done and then there's uh her picture herself so let's have a look at what marion can do here dad uh in in improving um improving this and especially these these whiskers and highlights you're looking Mm -hmm. at the two pictures now what would you say about this
1: well certainly first of all it's great she's got a piece of paper followed my instructions and zip them in however zipping them in also requires sharp pencils now marion will say yes but i've got a sharp pencil you haven't because i'm looking at some of them and some of them are thicker than others now you can't have a thick whisker really if you're going across darker colors so you've got to make sure that your pencil is really sharp and i mean if you prick your finger you're almost in a draw blood you know what i mean it's it's got to be that sharp and zipping them in as, takes confidence and you've got to you've got to angle them you I looking at the examples you've given you're doing really well that's an excellent example uh so i would say some of the thinner ones you've done, I can look at your, your, your picture, your uh, example, and some of them are thin. Some of them are just right. But some of them aren't. Some of them are thicker. Now, this is probably obvious because you're probably not sharpening your pencils as you're doing this because there's no real need to, you think. Mm. But this, this is the difference. You've got to have a sharp pencil and you've got to zip them in. So that part of it you've got right. Now, the second thing is when you're going across uh, a picture, which has already had quite a lot of pastel applied to it, you've got to cut through that pastel. Now, the more pastel that goes on, the less likely you're going to be able to um, produce a really sharp whisker. Mm. Even I don't do that if you look at mine. But there is one thing that I will pick up with um, with your your picture, and I'm looking at your picture now, which is really good, very good. Uh, as as a as a, someone starting out, it's very good. You've done a great job of it. But there's always this, the question of contrast again. Now I'd say this almost to every picture that comes in. Now if you haven't got enough depth under. The whisker you're going to put in, the whisker won't show up as being white. So you've got to have that. Sometimes when you see me put a white, pistol, uh, pick, uh, white whisker on a white animal, I change the whisker to uh, a, dark, a dark. Do you remember? Yeah, I've done yeah. that several times. Yeah. And so, uh, or mix them two up. And if you've seen enough of my pictures particularly cats or tigers you'll see me do that you'll see me actually use a darker pencil and the reason i tell you that is because it doesn't show up against white fur so all those if you put all that together what i've just said i think you'll come to the conclusion that I've got to use a sharp pencil got to make sure i've got a contrast and if i haven't got a contrast i've got to use another pencil if you use another pencil, a dark pencil, say 177 or 176, for instance, then you've got to make sure that's sharp as well. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Even more so because – and this can take a bit of courage. Yeah, that's again, interesting. you can pre- practice that on spare paper.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you're heading down the right lines, Marion, especially when we're looking at some of those strokes, as Dad said, that they're thinner. You're definitely heading down the right lines.
1: Oh, without doubt. And it's – more the more you do the better you'll be at it Mm. but you've got to remember that looking at that uh, picture of yours marion other people would look at that and wouldn't be criticizing it like we are they wouldn't be pulling it to bits like we are they'll say wow that is lovely what a lovely animal
0: yeah oh i would love to do (laughs) i would love to do that that is brilliant i'd be well pleased
1: i think people have got to bear that in mind when we're we're, as i say we're we're giving this advice out Mm. absolutely
0: well done, Mario. Well done. Let's move on to another question that's come in from Vincent and Vincent sent over uh, a landscape picture that he would like to do. And again, Vincent is one of our members, so he is able to send in the picture and get some advice from, uh, from you dad. So the, in the picture, again, people will be able to see this, uh, landscape on our, on our website, uh, under the, this podcast episode, so that they can look at this picture as we're talking about it. Um, In the sky, in this landscape, this sort of beach landscape, there's a lot of oranges and yellows, uh, sort of pinky colours. And Vincent is asking, should he stick with those colours or go for a more bluey look?
1: What would you say, Dad? Right. Well, what I'm going to say is really, really simple. If you've got a photograph and you, you like the photograph and you think, gosh, I'd really like to represent that, follow the photograph exactly don't deviate at all from it because if you do, let's say for instance, the picture that you're doing, you think, mm, I like the building, I'm going to do it the same, I'm going to do the sand dune the same, and water the same, grass even, and the rocks all the same. I want it, but the sky I want to change, so I'm going to put a blue sky in, I'm going to take all those prinky, uh, very attractive colors out, I'm going to put a blue in, or put more blue in. Now, if you do that, you're changing the color of the sky. And you could, if you use the wrong blues or grays or whatever you decide, you could change the color or it would clash with the colors you're ultimately going to use for the other details. And that would be a bad thing to do. Now, if you say, could I put more blue in? In the picture that I'm looking at now, you've got just a touch of blue in there. Could you extend that blue that you've got? Yes, you could. But don't change the color scheme. The pinks mm. and the colors that you see there, use them because you can carry on using those in the buildings, in the um, the shore, even in the water, and certainly in the building and the rocks. Mm. You will use those same colors. you will You'll never see me deviate from that. If I do something like you're doing here... Let's say that you're using one three two, which is a nice pink, or one eight nine, which is another very nice pink on top of your whites and perhaps your ivories. You might choose to put in um, those colours will be in the building. Those colours will be in on the um, on the shoreline. Mm. So don't change it. That's my my. It's a very simple answer, although I've taken a long time to explain it. <laughs> don't change it. Stay with the colours that you like. You can increase the colors you can increase the blue as long as you're still using the same tones Mm.
0: otherwise you're changing the harmony of the other aspects of the picture
1: well we 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 used to in the old days and when i had my classes i used to explain to people you've got a bias every photograph that you get you look at has got a bias to it Mm. one way or the other it's either got a blue orange very rarely it's warm it's usually that way sometimes you get the warmer colors um but in this case you know you, you've got to pick the colors that um you can that are represented in your picture mm. you can change some of the detail around but not the colors the colors have got to be uh, harmonious as you say steve
0: yeah and it's interesting because when you first saw this and you mentioned about the white building uh it, it's not white because it's influenced by the warmer tones of the whole picture so um, that really clicked with me what you said about that mm-hmm. about the uh, the white because the white would would be influenced by the sky and if the sky changes the white should change and especially yeah, more, white will show up more than anything
1: absolutely and if you drop down to the rocks that are there they're all the same color only yeah. a darker version of it
0: yeah it's a lovely picture I really like I really like those colours in the sky, and, and Vincent, I'd love to see it.
1: Can I make one suggestion to Vincent if he hasn't already started this? That is, what I would do if I was him was I would reduce the water slightly, bring the water up just a touch. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of water there, which is not doing anything. Okay, and in, and if necessary, increase the sky a bit. Okay, yeah, that would that would give you a really nice landscape view sometimes when you have a horizon line which you've got at the moment splitting it in two it's not a good idea i've told you this i've told you this many times before if you take if you take about well i don't know about half of that water away in other words up yeah that and
0: then would, add it yeah. to the top, yeah. Yes,
1: so you add yes, the it, on. Yes, it, well, you wouldn't have to necessarily add too much to the top. I think that would it would stop the horizon line from being splitting the picture into.
0: Yeah,
1: it's something that uh, you know people don't even think about, but it's something you should you should do. You should think uh, about when you're doing landscape work. Mm.
0: Excellent. Good tips there. Thanks, Dad. And uh, I hope that's helped, Vincent, and anyone else listening to this. Um, Moving on to another request from another of our members, from Lorna. And Lorna is doing this beautiful picture of a dog, and you will see the picture as well on the website. We'll put that up here too. So she'd like to try this picture using pastel matte paper, and she's been having difficulty getting the right colours, especially in the ears and in the snout. So... Let's have a look at this picture, Dad, and, and what kind of colours you would pick. And bear mm. in mind as well, does it make a difference that
1: it's on pastel Um, Not really, no. No. No, you, you'd use the same colours. The, the, the thing about this, when you look at browns and ochres, like you're looking here, the tendency is to put the browns and the ochres on raw. That's a mistake. You need to cushion. You always need to cushion colours anyway. Mm-hmm. And what I would use is a warmer, warm grey for the lighter areas and perhaps a medium grey for the stronger, darker areas. And then you would add your colours like your 187, your 283s, uh, 177s, and I'd use a bit of ivory in there as well, just on top of the grey. These are colours that, that so you're building up basically. Your base mm. coat. I'm talking about the, the the main ochre fur, not the snout. No. Mm. But when you move down to the snout, you'd be using the same grays, you see, as undertones for that too. But you continue with the grays uh, and add some ochre too. But may, mainly, you'd be working on the the two eight threes and the one double sevens. And I'd probably use there the one seven five and the um, the black. For the very very deep areas, mm. Mm. that's what I that's what I do.
0: And just as we were talking about the bias for the landscape, there's an obvious bias to
1: this picture, as well, yeah, isn't of course it? a is. bias to this animal. To. Every picture, Steve, it applies to. Yeah, follow the co- follow the. Because one of the, the dangers is if you look at that cat, that <laughs> dog, and you think, well, if it if I knew the animal or it was my animal, I know in real life it's not quite that colour. It's more this colour. It's more this colour. Mm. Now, if you deviate there, you're in trouble if you're following the picture because you've got to carry on deviating according to whatever colours you're choosing. So it's far better to stick to the colours that you see on the photographic reference. Yeah. I used to say in the old days when people used to bring picture in, and mention that well look i want to do my dog but but it's not quite that color so can i change it and i used to tell them just what i've explained to you but the thing is i used to say were you happy with that photograph oh yes it's a perfect lovely picture then why do you want to change it then Mm. and they can't really answer that (laughs) ah well yes you've got a point there Mm. but you're in trouble if you start changing things Mm.
0: That's really interesting. That's really interesting. That's good to know. That's good to know. Thanks, Dad. I hope that's helped uh, Lorna and anyone else listening. Um, Okay, so I've just got to move on to... I'm finding it all on my computer. Here we go. Uh, Another question that's come in now uh, from Helen. and Helen asks, do you know how many blades Colin gets through for sharpening his pencils per picture? He always has mm-hmm. such sharp pencils, and I seem to go through a lot of blades trying to keep my mine sharp. So I just thought I'd ask.
1: Well, um, I suppose that you, you, the answer really is you use a blade when the other one's blunt, and if you use a blunt if you use a blunt uh, razor blade or blade to sharpen a pencil, you could chip the lead off, and you could end up. Losing some of your, your, I call it lead, is pastel. Um, and you could lose, and it's very annoying too, especially if you've um, spent time sharpening it, and then in the end it takes the top off of it. Yeah. So it's when it's sharpened. Now, how many places do I use? Well, again, it does depend very much on the picture. The picture that I've just finished, the one that I was telling you about, we've been talking about at the beginning, of this podcast um i would have used five i think it was five from my recollection five razor blades to do that that might seem quite a lot but not really when you now, look at the, the
0: details
1: hmm, but if i was doing uh, a, a, an animal then probably two maybe maybe three at top whack
0: that's be- but if- purely because of the detail in that landscape, the, the specific detail in that landscape. There's a lot mm. of fine, like, sign writing and fine detail, mm. small small characters, so you need a lot of sharp pencils for yeah, them.
1: Yeah, you do. And um, I, I don't even think about that. I mean, I suppose, you you know, if you're paying out for razor blades, you think, well, yeah, but I, I, I've, got to, I've got to be careful mm. financially, well, I don't even think go down that that road because if you do that and you're sacrificing your picture because of that, uh, that to me is um, not a good idea.
0: Mm. Helen actually came back to me at a later date after we we sent her a bit of advice on that and said that she started to use a Stanley knife and sharpening it with like a sharpener, like sharpen the blade. Yep. And uh, so you're not having to replace the blade. And um, I thought that was quite a quite clever idea. It,
1: it definitely. It, it's what works for you, you know. Stanley knives are stronger than razor blades. So it could be, they could be, and, and people see me using them. I prefer to use the blades personally. but It's only a personal thing. Mm, mm. But I've got a good supply of them, so, you know, I use them. I don't even think about that. I get to a point, I do... I must admit I'm quite frugal when it doesn't require detail because I've been sharpening blades for 30 years, so I've got got the hang of it now. Yeah. So even if it gets a little blunt, I can get away with a point. But when I've got a point, I'm doing a picture at the moment which I cannot believe how many times I'm sharpening the pencil. And when you see it, Steve, you'll understand depends on the picture mm. sometimes you don't need a sharp point mm. but mm. Uh, but if you do then you need a blade or a sharp uh, to be able to sharpen them
0: yeah yeah oh good good well there you go i don't think we ever had that question through so i was quite interested to hear your answer mm. on that one um okay cool well that's all of the um questions things that i had for today there's a lot packed into this half an hour so i hope people have got a lot from it um as i said before if you want to look at the pictures um then please go to our website and you can see what we've been talking about and um if you have any requests uh, obviously we are providing that service for members so if you are a member and you want to have some advice on your picture, then please do send it over to us. Uh, If you're not a member yet but would like to learn about membership, then just go over over to our website, colinbradleyart.com, and you can find out all about our membership plans. Um, Thanks, Dad.
1: That's That's all right.
0: That's been a lot of good information. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Um, We should probably leave it there, and we'll catch up with everyone next week. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley.
1: And I'm Colin Bradley. In Enjoy joy your, your week. week.